In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! Good morning, everybody. On today's show, breaking unhealthy financial habits and building better ones. It's a mental game, and we've got a mental motivator with us to help. He's the performance coach for the Alabama Crimson Tide. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. That ought to make you stay with us. Good morning and welcome (laughs) to the Get Ready for the Future show. We are glad to have you along. My name is Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury, and Janet Walker also on board today as always. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. morning. We're talking a little football maybe today. We could talk a little Nick Saban later. we got all kinds of things in the show today. But the topic is how to break unhealthy spending habits or other financial habits and build better ones. It is certainly clear I think everybody would agree universally that unhealthy habits in general can definitely hold you back, keep you feeling stuck, and it's hard to break them. That can be developed over time. They can be developed from your upbringing. But however you got those unhealthy habits, we're going to talk about the unhealthy spending habits or financial habits today. How do you break loose of that? How do you get mentally tough and break loose of that and build better ones? But before we get into that, before we dive too far into that, We've really, I guess, had a great example of how <laughs> routine and things you do on a day-to-day basis can be disrupted, and you have to figure out a new way forward yeah. And we, because we haven't been in our office, one of our offices, for a, a whole week now almost. Yeah, so uh, the, the winter storm of 2021 uh, dealt a little bit of a, a glancing blow at Wealth Bryant. Uh, the Bryant office was inundated with water from a pipe that broke in the adjacent uh, former dentist office next door to us. So if you've been to the Bryant office, you know that uh, that we share an office space with a dentist or did share an office space with a dentist. They moved out, turned the electricity off and didn't tell the landlord to turn the water off. And so consequently, when we had zero temperatures in central Arkansas a couple of weeks ago, a water pipe burst and totally ruined the dentist office and, and caused a, uh, a, I would not say a torrent but it was a good bit of water in our office we never we saw it up to a couple of inches deep for sure Uh, we never saw it this deep but the adjuster said they can tell it was up to 12 inches deep and like the meeting rooms that you people listening to us have been have sat in before it was a foot deep in in some of those areas but uh, we just want to let you know that we we have everything you know everything that matters as far as your accounts everything's digital now anyway so everything is good as far as you as a client we're switching up on on where we're meeting with people. So depending on who your advisor is, you might be meeting actually in the radio room, in yeah, this had, very room. We've had people very excited about doing <laughs> that. Um, and then some of us are meeting in the West Little Rock location. Some of us are going to Zoom calls if you're a long-term existing client, if we just need to do a review and not have any paperwork or anything like that. So lots of uh, ways that we can flex. And, and we have to look at this as 2020 gave us an opportunity to prepare to work from elsewhere, we'll say. And so we've been kind of just kind of rolling with that. And we have plans to do some renovations. And frankly, I think this is going to wind up being a blessing. We get to, to remodel and um, insurance gets to pay for part of it. So Scott, our, our guest on the show today is an expert at mental toughness. Uh, obviously, if you work for Nick Saban, you got to be mentally tough anyway. And uh, this guy does. Ben Newman is uh, going to be our guest. And 
it's going to tie into our theme today on how to break unhealthy spending habits and build better ones. But uh, one of the things that, that we've been going through at Gen Wealth is learning how to be mentally tough from Ben Newman. That's right. And, and it came into play here uh, with the uh, with the uh, disaster that we had at the Bryant office. I have to hand it to the entire Gen Wealth team. We found out on a Friday night, last Friday yeah. night, that this was happening. A little and, over a week ago. And, so, yeah. and by, by Monday morning, we were vastly out of our suite and had everything in secure storage and things of that nature. And our team really rallied to the occasion. And everybody is just going the extra mile to make sure you are taken care of during this time. We want to make sure this doesn't have any effect on you. We're kind of tough and, and can take whatever the, the blows are that comes from this. But the end result is going to be a great new location. Uh, I say a new location. It's going to be a great location. The revamping right yeah. now is the plan of the Bryant office. And we'll uh, have uh, some updates that we've really actually wanted to do for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll keep you updated on the timeline as as things occur. Uh, obviously, we're dealing with you know construction and we're dealing with insurance claims and all of that. So there's not a timeline that we can give you currently. But as soon as we can possibly be back home, we will be. Everything is the same. Phone number is the same. Give us a call. If you've got a question, then we will direct you where we can meet with you if uh, we have some uh, issues that we need to get together and uh, be face-to-face with, Scott. Well, you mentioned Ben Newman. He's coming up in the next segment, so about uh, five or so minutes away. You'll want to stay tuned for that. And he's going to talk about many things, but one of them is the word reframing will come up, I'm sure, on many occasions. And where do we need to reframe in order to break unhealthy spending habits and build better ones. Listen to these numbers. According to researchers at Duke University, habits account for about 40% of our behaviors on any given day. Buy into that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Consider mm-hmm. your take-home salary. If unhealthy habits account for 40% of your money, how much money are you wasting every year because of bad habits? Even though consumers, 74% of them, say they have a budget, 79% of them fail to follow it. That's according to CNBC. And on average, Americans spend $18,000 a year on non-essentials. I think this uh, word budget is really the, 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 most, the, the easiest jumping off point when you talk about unhealthy spending habits because it is something that, as those numbers point out, guys, people say they have and maybe they've thought about the inflow and the outflow of their cash flow, but I think from my experience personally in the client meeting room, very few people have even attempted to create a budget, or if they did, they didn't stick to it. You know, even if uh, the people who are on top of their cash flow, we'll say it that way, even if they don't have a budget down to the penny on everything, the people who are on top of their cash flow are frankly the ones that we see enjoying life the most. For one thing, when they go on a vacation, they're not worried about how much it's going to cost them six months down the road when they're still paying it off on their credit card bills. They've, they've saved for it. They've planned. They've been intentional. And so that really makes a big difference. And I, there's actually a quote I wanted to share with you guys. This is from James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, he says, the people who don't have their habits handled are often the ones with the least amount of freedom. So I would say that in reference to a budget or cash flow, however you want to label it, 
if you don't have that under control, you don't have as much freedom as you could have. And most people who don't use a budget look at it as something that would be very restrictive. But frankly, I'll tell you personally, it's very liberating instead of being restrictive. Well, let's talk about where these bad habits come from. I, I know that uh, me personally, if I have been under a lot of stress and I'm... I'm uh, There's a lot going on right now. <laughs> a, lot, a lot happening right now. I'm very prone to go spend money. Uh, I'm very... It's your feel to go, good. Yeah, to go make myself feel good. Buy new clothes, buy a new car, mm-hmm. you know, all that type of thing. I'm probably not going to do that this time because uh, Janet would probably uh, throw something at me. I'm financial advisor. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, when we get stressed, we go to the store, we buy things. When we fear what the future might hold, we make excuses about saying, well, I'll start a good habit when I get past this or when coronavirus is over, I'll sit down and and get a budget together. I'll sit down and and get my financial plan together. All of those things are excuses, really. And it is the fear or the stress that causes you to veer off of the path that you really should be on for that freedom that Janet talked about. Well, I think it's important, too. You know, we talk a lot about financial independence and, and the word retirement tends to be synonymous with that. I don't think it really is. Financial independence is really what we're trying to achieve for our clients. But even that, guys, I think it's important to point out, it's not spending whatever, whenever. It is still living within the boundaries. It's having margin in relation to your expenses and knowing what you can do to be free. Now, that's a really interesting concept because I think people, when they think of financial independence, it's like, I got a, I got enough money that I could never spend it all. Oh, no, you, you could if you really went down to it. So it's still part of the plan and part of understanding where your margin is. Absolutely. And you've got to have that margin if you're going to have some happiness because otherwise, if you're living on the edge all the time, it gets pretty stressful. All right, we've got to take a break. And I, I intended to get to a little bit more before we got here, but we ran out of time. So stay with us on the other side of the break. It's Ben Newman, performing coach for Alabama football, author, and business leaders and athletes top 50 speaker of 2020. Breaking bad financial habits and building better ones. It is a mental game, and that is the subject of today's Get Ready for the Future show. And we have a mental motivator on with us right now. Joining us today is Ben Newman. He is a performance coach for Alabama football. He's an author and business leaders and athletes top 50 speaker of 2020. Good morning, Ben. Thank you for being with us. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I couldn't be any more excited. Well, we are excited to have you, and we have a list of questions that uh, have have a theme to them today, breaking bad financial habits and building better ones. But before we dive into that, we are in the heart of SEC football country, and we are Arkansas Razorbacks here. Whoop so pig. I would be doing a huge disservice to all of our fans uh, if I didn't at least ask you one Alabama football question. We don't, you got it. We don't tend to like them very much around here, um, <laughs> although we strive to be them. But uh, I, I got to ask you, because everybody's going to want to know this, what's Nick Saban really like? So Coach Saban is the most focused human being I've ever been around. I mean, if you talk about habits, habits and discipline is what makes him great. If all of you were to come to a practice with me, this will actually be my fourth season. I'll be at spring ball on the 26th and 27th of this month with the team. And you'll hear Coach Saban say things like, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And that's how he shows up in his life. That's how the players choose to show up because of his leadership. And really for all of us, me actually having a financial services background and now doing motivational work in business and in sports, that's a lesson for advisors. It's a lesson for athletes. 
Your habits mean everything. Your disciplines is what it's all about to achieve success. Ben, I know you did, You mentioned your, your background in personal finance. How did you end up as a performance coach with some of the top athletes mm-hmm. in the world? I'm still trying to figure that out. It's the craziest <laughs> darn thing. <laughs> so I was, a, I was an advisor, and you know, I, I say this very humbly. It's not to impress anybody, but you know, a very hard personal story of adversity and challenge like we all have that defines us. And when I came into the financial services industry with a Fortune 100 financial firm, I wanted to write the stories of the little guy like me. My mother passed away uh, uh, 11 days before my eighth birthday, $100,000 of term insurance put me through college after watching her battle a rare disease called amyloidosis. So I had this fuel and this fire inside of me to want to go and help individuals, to help individuals plan in order to help ask the tough questions to protect those little guys and girls like me. And so after getting off to a fast start, I was asked to speak, I was asked to coach, And so all of my work in speaking and coaching for the first five years was in the corporate world, primarily financial services. And then my old high school basketball coach in 2011 called me and he said, Benny boy, and that's what he used to call me, (laughs) Benny boy, this old high school team is underperforming. Come fire these boys up. And I went and I fired up the high school basketball team. And here we are 10 years later and uh, having the opportunity to continue to do work in the world of business, financial advisors, corporate across America and around the world as well, and then everything that you see in the world of sports, all started with my saying yes to my old high school basketball coach. That's a great story. I love the background on that. Ben, let's talk a little bit about the difference in people winning financially as opposed to those who either have mediocre results or those who are really struggling from a financial standpoint. What would you say from a a mental toughness or a reframing mindset? I think being consistent at anything in life, right? Being disciplined, discipline wins. Being consistent is going to drive great success. It's really easy in life, whether you're helping people plan, whether people are attempting to plan as clients, it's really easy to fall off of our habits, right? Things are exciting. I want to buy this. I want to buy that. But plans are put in place. You look at the work that is being done by advisors all over the country, finding out the details, the vision, the commitments, the goals that you have for your family, stay the course. Because your advisor that's working with you or you as an advisor, you're asking the right questions to figure out where somebody wants to go. And we have to keep them disciplined. And oftentimes that takes tough questions and reminding people why they're doing what they're doing. And then I always encourage people, just take it one day at a time. And that's a business lesson. That's a life lesson. But if you're going to plan on saving money, you have to be consistent in your disciplines if you want to hit your long-term goals. Ben, we've been going through your mental toughness playbook on the Gen Wealth team, and I love a lot of the things that you've done. You wrote this book called Own Your Success, and there's a quote in here I want to bring up. You say, your work toward, you work toward goals. Results are an expectation of which you have little control of the outcome. When we are in a society today that is all about results, all about the outcome, that's a big mental shift for people to, t- to take it, when they're working toward a goal. Could you develop that a little bit for people and kind of... Oh, absolutely I can. It's something that I've lived by for over 15 years. It's a concept that I share called Your Prize Fighter Day. And I am not a tough guy. I'm an emotional guy. I cry when I watch Extreme Home Makeovers. I went through a lot watching my 
My mom battled a rare muscle disease and she was divorced when I was six months old. Never, never knew my parents together. And so for me, that tough challenge has helped me realize I have to make the most of every single day. And that's what a prize fighter day does, whatever you want to call it. It breaks down. How do we win personally, professionally and in our service to others? We're all naturally wired to focus on those results, right? I want the result now. What's going to happen? How much will I sell? What will I do? And I've always found in business and in sports, once again, we have to have the goals. You have to have the vision. We have to know where we're headed. But then you have to pull it down, put it right in front of your face and say, what can I do today that's going to cause those results? I often say to individuals, it's what we do today that manufactures the future result. And that's the flip for many people. They want the result, they don't want to work for it. But when you recognize, if I focus on having a balanced life, following through, having discipline, and you stack those days on top of each other, your vision will become a reality. There is your influence or part of it right there on that Alabama football team. You hear Nick Saban talk about process, right? Don't look at the scoreboard. It's Mm -hmm. about the process. It's about the next play. But what do you think is the – what's the most important aspect of cutting through – I guess, personal and professional pressures that we face so that we can experience that daily victory. So I'll share with you a message that I shared. So I work with the Alabama football team as well as Kansas State. So I'll take you with me to a message I shared with Kansas State the last two years, the same message both times that we knocked off Oklahoma. One time Oklahoma was number three in the country. The other time they were number five. And I shared with the individuals on the team, with the players, the day before the game. That's the first time that I speak to them, the lock-in for that final 24 hours. And once again, this is a lesson for anybody in life. This isn't just sports. Intentional focus versus pressure. Hmm. It's easy to put pressure on yourself to a result. But I shared with them, this is the same game you've been playing your whole life. Those white lines behind me, they're in the exact same places they were last week. They'll be in the same place next week. One play at a time, six seconds of play, show up and have intentional focus, just six seconds of play for 60 minutes, and I will love the opportunity to walk off this field with this football team, then we can take a look at the scoreboard. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, the rest will take care of itself. And that intentional focus to the details that so many of us have repeated in our lives over and over, intentional focus on the details, intentional focus on the work. Don't put undue pressure on yourself. It causes us to focus on those results that we can't control. Ben, you talk a lot about purpose and process and reframing, and you may laugh at us, but uh, our team has come up with this little signal to each other about reframing. And uh, for those of you who are just listening on the radio, you're just going to have to go to Facebook and see what this is. But when somebody's had just a bad moment, we just look at them and go, reframe and it's funny you can't you like you can't frown when somebody does that to you you have this immediate reset but what would you say to our listeners about purpose and process and reframing yeah so it's a great uh, great question absolutely love it that's really the cycle of success right every day connect to your purpose connect to that burn understand the process that's going to cause you to be successful but remember you're going to be knocked down And real success is your ability to get back up one more time than you've been knocked down. And that takes reframing. When you face challenge and adversity, shift your perspective from the negative back to the positive. There's a psychology principle called expectancy theory. That which you focus on expands. If we focus on negative, we're going to get more negative. If you focus on positive, you're going to get more positive. It's a choice. If you look at the life of an advisor, 
We hear lots of no's, right? There's lots of no's. It's hard to get to those yeses. Anybody in any walk of life, any business, it's going to be the same for you. And I always encourage people, if you hear a no, go to your open case list and pick up the phone and take a positive action step towards another opportunity that you're excited about. The moment you take that positive action step, it silences the negative. Hearing no's is part of life, whether you're selling widgets, whether you're running a construction company, whether you're Nick Saban or you're a financial advisor. Hearing those no's, fighting through them, reframing and shifting to the positive will cause you to drive success through pain, challenge and adversity. Ben, whether an athlete is in uh, the heat of, of spring ball or summer ball as they're getting ready for the season, or if you're a business owner just grinding through the details of a day, I think you've always got to remember your why. That why, that, that mission that you're on, the reason, the purpose that you're doing something really has to be that driving force to get you through the, the uglies. Yeah, you, you bring up an amazing point. I'm actually going to go a little bit deeper if I can. Why and purpose are so important, but there are a lot of speakers and coaches that I think fall short of missing the most incredible opportunity to help you get to your next level, and it's what I call the burn. We have a podcast called The Burn, and The Burn is about that underlying fire that lies inside of you, and it's that fire that ignites the why and the purpose that then causes you to take the necessary action to perform at your highest possible level. My burn for me is continuing to write my mother's story. When my mother had 38 years on this earth and I've had 42, those are four extra years, a blessing that I've been given to make a difference in my kids' lives, to fight to be the best I can be, for me to continue to try to improve every single day with great coaches and reading lots of great books. It's about maximizing every single day, and it comes from the burn that's inside of me. And I recognize, I've done this enough times to know, nine different countries, and I've spoken thousands of times in my career. I'm not the only one that has a story. Each and every single one of you, you have a story. My burn is continuing to write my mother's legacy. You have to connect to that burn that lies inside of you. Do it first thing in the morning. That will silence your fears, your doubts, and uncertainties. It'll keep that why and that purpose ignited, and you'll take the necessary action to win one day at a time. Ben, we are uh, running out of time, but real quick, how can people follow you or get in touch with you? Well, I would love the opportunity to stay connected. Two things that you can do. I'd love to be able to share a little deeper on the prize fighter day because we didn't have a lot of time. People on my Instagram uh, can send me a direct message with the word prize fighter and we'll send you a free course on the prize fighter day because I wanted this to not just be a lot of fun together for you know a handful of minutes but how can we make this sustainable the prize fighter day will do it so Instagram is very popular for us at continued fight and then bennewman.net very good. Ben, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. That's Ben Newman. The Get Ready for the Future show continues after this. How to break unhealthy spending habits or other financial bad habits and build better ones for a better financial future. That is the subject of today's Get Ready for the Future show. Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury, and Janet Walker back with you. And our thanks again to Ben Newman, the performance coach for Alabama football, an author and business leaders and athletes top 50 speaker of 2020. 
Uh, really enjoyed having him on, and I realized during the break, guys, that really I asked the wrong question. I asked what Nick Saban is really like. I should have asked on behalf of Razorback fans, how do you beat Alabama? <laughs> that would have You been missed the, your one opportunity, Scott. <laughs> that would have been the better question. We did it in basketball this year. We're going to hang right. our hat on that. But I uh, do want to kind of talk a little bit about his conversation, some things we've learned, and then apply them into uh, financial the financial world or spending habits. How do we eliminate unhealthy responses to fear or boredom and start to build better habits in their place you know so much of what he said there can resonate in our spending habits and and how we think or view ourselves you know when you think about uh, you're overspending when you go to a specific store then choose an alternative or if you if you have to go there make a list and and a time limit so you so you can cut down on extra purchases it's kind of putting those little mental boxes or lines or barriers in place to keep you from from getting out of control i I will tell you clearly that as i said earlier in the show one of my bad habits is spending to to feel good Mm -hmm. if i feel bad or if i've had a bad week or whatever the case may be weekends are real dangerous for me (laughs) And, and so what i will do is i will say okay i need to go to this store and i need to buy this and this item and i will go in and get those items and i will get out uh, because I am removing myself from that that temptation, if you will, that environment that I would spend more. But it's clearly something that I've had to discipline myself on because I would go in and, you know, if you've got a good salesperson, they'll come and lay four or five things in front yeah. of you and they'll go, you know, and, and this would you go came, with this. And you this came in for this. a shirt, but this jacket looks great That's with right. it. And how about yes. this tie? And yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I know all the tricks, guys. So <laughs> just understand that uh, I, I've already figured out how to beat you at the game. <laughs> well, I, I think when you, you talk about, you know, what triggers can you cut? I think about a lot of people spend money that's not in your budget, if you have one, um, on the way to work and on the way home from work. And, you know, something as simple as changing your route, you know, if Starbucks is your thing, go a different route where you're not passing that place every day on the way to work or on the way home. And, and you'll be amazed at the difference that just that one little change can make. And then think about, you know, what are your other triggers? What causes you to purchase things that maybe you shouldn't purchase or maybe you shouldn't do to the extent that, that you currently do? Like John was talking about, you know, that he buys things when he, he doesn't feel good. He goes shopping to get clothes and whatever. What's your trigger and what is a better solution for that trigger? Janet, you've overcome the Starbucks habit because I remember at one point in time, your your vehicle made a, a beeline through the Starbucks drive through here in Saline County on your way I, to work. I, I will say when I was doing that, it was in my budget. Budget. It was oh, yeah. it was something that I that I had budgeted for, but um, frankly, they solved it for me because it's it takes like thirty minutes now, and I'm like, no, I ain't got time for that. I'm going to work. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> hey, another uh, offering here to build a better financial habit is grab a partner. You know, accountability so yes. important with everything in life. It can be a little bit uh, more cantankerous to talk to people about. <laughs> hey, you're spending too much. Remember, you had this plan, but if you have a plan in place, it's pretty easy to gently remind. Somebody somebody or are, are, is that in your plan is that in your budget but you know that can really help you are less likely to succeed without telling anyone what your plan is and that obviously I think the easiest place to be is if you're on the same page with your spouse 
Yeah. Well, and I think that Scott, one of the things that that you've got to do is you've got to replace negative talk with with visionary talk. Mm-hmm. Talk about where you're going as opposed to what your current circumstances are. Yeah, you know, you you where are where you are right now financially. If you're struggling financially, you are where you are, and just accept that as the truth. But also replace those thoughts with where you are going, and then get a plan to get there. That is the only way you'll ever dig yourself out of that hole. And I think coaching goes a long way for that. Uh, Having a financial plan goes a long way for that. And so those are all things that I think Ben Newman would tell us, you know, those are things that you've got to do. Accept the truth, speak the truth, breathe through the truth, process the truth, and then create a plan based on the truth. You are where you are right now, wherever that is. Your current state is your current state. You can't ignore it. You've got to accept it. But then you also have to have a vision of where you're going. Now, understand the the vernacular that I'm using here. You have to have a vision as opposed to a dream. A dream is just yeah. something that you just kind of sit around and 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 you know daydream about, just think about, and it never there never it is put what to action. What if I win the lottery? Yes. What you if know? I win? Yeah. Could I go buy one of those lottery tickets and get that deal done? No, that, that's really not a path. You've got to have a vision, very concrete steps of what you're going to do in order to get there. Now, let's use that as an example a little bit farther here. Um, think about the lottery as an example. That it really is a dream. I mean, could you buy a ticket and it's a winner? Yeah, you could. But statistics are working really hard against you in that scenario. So if you switch this dynamic and make it, what can I control? Now, 2020, I will say, showed us that we can't control very much, but you understand where I'm going in this. What is in my power that I can make decisions about that move me forward to where I want to be and that that vision is a realistic place for you to be? Well, guys, I, I think 2020 is a great example of how you how you deal with this. Look at yeah. what our country actually did. In spite of. In spite yeah. of what was going on. Look at what this team at GenWealth actually did in yeah. spite of. You know, we went on to have a record year in 2020. 2020, despite the pandemic. And it was really all because we got a plan, we got focused, we did not dwell on our current circumstances. We just overcame and and kept pushing and we kept going through that grind of of what is necessary to get to that goal. And the results actually took care of themselves is exactly what Ben Newman was talking about. And what I'm hearing here, guys, is it's not easy. If you want to build financial independence, you want to have the retirement of your dreams it is not easy, and you're going to have to commit to it. And I love the analogy that he talks about not focusing on the results, but focusing on the process. We mentioned that in the interview with him, uh, that that's what Alabama football does. It's that six – he mentioned that with Kansas State. It's the six seconds that you're on the field, give it everything you've got, and then the outcome, don't pay attention to how you did, right? I mean, even Alabama is going to have a negative play every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're going to lose yardage. What if they allowed that to seep into the way they played the next play? That's so important to get that out of your system and move forward and understand that the outcome will take care of itself. So the same thing goes for investing or preparing or saving for your future. If you think about I'm putting money back and the stock market goes down 20%. Well, there's your negative play. Right. How are you going to respond to it? Yeah. How do you respond to that? And and clearly, you know, we teach people to take advantage of that. Yeah. Take what the stock market gives you when the market does go down like it did in 2020. Then that's actually a great opportunity for you to take advantage of lower prices so that you can buy in and hopefully have higher prices in the future. 
Yeah, we talked about overcoming negative self-talk. So we've we've addressed the negative aspect, but I also want to get people to think about what are you telling yourself about your future compared to now? Because frankly, there is this resigning to who I am today is who I am always going to be. And it's not that it's a negative, like something bad has happened, but you're not moving forward or pushing yourself to move forward or expecting to move forward. And, you know, Ben talked about, you know, the, the uh, expectancy theory, Mm -hmm. and we've talked about the Henry Ford quote, you know, whether you think you can, or whether you think you can't, you're right. And it goes in line with that expectancy theory. If you expect to always be making $15 an hour, guess what? You're always going to make $15 an hour because you're not ever going to push yourself to do more in order to earn a raise. You're not ever going to push yourself to ask for it. So wherever you are, it's not just about avoiding the negative. It's about seeing the vision of the future and pushing yourself toward that. Scott, I'll add one other thing in there. It is hard sometimes if you have that mindset to bust out of it. Yeah. And that's really where coaching and, and having someone to come along Side you and guide you through the details of, of what you're trying to do, a, a third party, so to speak, to step in and say, look, let's create this path and then hold you accountable to that. Every great athlete has a coach, not because they need someone to make the, the, the play for them, but to help them with the mental game of running that play and understanding the, the discipline that it takes to be able to perform at a high level. The same is true with your finances. If you are looking to improve wherever you are, Maybe you're looking at retirement and you're going, how can I possibly make it the rest of my life on what I've been able to accumulate right now? You know what? There are folks like us that do that every day with people, help to coach you through that process and help you to hopefully get a lot better results than you could get on your own. Well, I think it's important too to point out that the emotion can be a big enemy with all of this because that's where those negative thoughts come in. That's where your past track record can seep back in or that's where you can just live in fear as we talked about earlier emotions and finance don't mix very well so i think the the, one of the important steps that you can take is to begin the process of building a financial plan and if you don't i think a lot of people think building a financial plan is a boring process i've i've discovered during this hour it shouldn't feel that way anymore right it's exciting to build that picture of what you want your future to look like and then once that plan is on paper, on purpose, there's your mental reframing. I think you can always go back and look at that when your emotions tempt you to scrap the plan, roll off the rails, there's a way to come back and center yourself. One of the things that Alabama football is famous for saying is get your mind right. And we want to give you some tools to get your mind right. So let's give away a couple of books. One is Ben Newman's book, Own Your Success. The other is Your Retirement Should Be More. Both of these books can help you get your mind right as far as your finances are concerned, particularly your retirement. If you're close to retirement, I can't think of two better books that you could have to really get you over that hump, Janet. All you have to do to be eligible for uh, those two books is uh, to text giveaway, that's all one word, G I V E A W A Y, giveaway, no spaces, to 501 381 5228. 501-381-5228. Just text giveaway and tune in next Wednesday at 1130 to find out who won. Yeah, so that's where we're going to announce the winners. I like that. So you have to tune in to find out, right? But you'll get it anyway. You don't have to wait for that, but or you don't have to be 
present to win. Is yeah. That right? yeah, you don't have to hear your name. You don't have that to day hear to your win. name that win. Yeah. But well, we are going to announce it on the show uh, that day. So great opportunity to get a couple of uh, uh, books there. And we are going to take a break and be back with our final segment on the Get Ready for the Future show: How to Break Unhealthy Spending Habits and Build Better Ones. Back in a moment. Just talking during the break, we are fired up after having Ben Newman on today. His energy does tend to rub off on us. There is no question about it. We're excited about uh, how we can help you break unhealthy spending habits and build better ones. I hope you you can tell that, uh, whether you're listening or watching today, that that's our passion. And we do it through education. That's one of our main drivers here at GenWealth. We provide education through, it used to be, and we hope one day again will be, in-person workshops. COVID kind of changed that, but we've had a lot of success with our webinars. They're very easy to attend, and we have one coming up very soon we want to tell you about. It's actually next week on March 9th at 6.30. It's the IRA Boot Camp, so we're going to run you through Boot Camp, a little bit of uh, education through that process. If you had questions about what is an IRA, how do you contribute to it, how can it be a part of my retirement income plan, well, sign up for our IRA boot camp at GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash events. That's GetReadyForTheFuture, all together, no spaces, dot com forward slash events. Attendance is limited, though. We only have a certain amount of room uh, in the virtual room, if you will, for this webinar. So go sign up now and reserve your seat for that March 9th. We'll tell you about it again uh, towards the end of the show. It's our final segment on the Get Ready for the Future show. And Building better spending habits or financial habits. Really, we talked about at the end of the last segment, guys, it starts with building a plan. That really can help start a new habit because we are really talking about a new habit. We're not talking about just ending bad habits and figuring out a better way to live, a more enlightened path. It is about building a new habit because when you get on a disciplined path to contributing, to investing, to working towards an outcome in retirement or financial independence, you can do that through building a plan. Because I, I remember years ago, uh, a, a team member um, who had started contributing to her simple IRA here at work, and uh, she got the account after you know quite a bit of, of time, the account reached $10,000. She wasn't putting in a whole lot. It was early in her career. It got to $10,000. She made a cake and brought it in, and it said 1%. And everybody's like, what are you doing? She goes, I'm 1% of a millionaire, and I just wanted y'all to know that that's what, you know. But when you celebrate those little milestones, you might celebrate getting $1,000 put back because you're not there yet. When you celebrate those little milestones, it makes it easier to reach the bigger ones over time. I want to talk just a second about motivation because, you know, it's easy to label Ben Newman as a motivational speaker. But, you know, motivational speakers have a little bit of a bad rap in that, you know, uh, as as one person in my life said, you know, they blow into town and, and pump a lot of hot air at you and then they leave and then that hot air leaves with them right. and, and then you're deflated again. It really isn't about motivation. It is about habit change, meaning I'm going to take one habit out and I'm going to put another habit in its place. You don't, uh, there are days that you don't have motivation. There are days that you get up and the sun hadn't come out and, and it's raining and you don't want to do it and all that type of thing. And, and motivation has gone out the window. It is really about your why. It is about the burn that, that uh, Ben Newman talked about. And you've got to be able to connect to that to, to push through those days when you do have tough times. And, and I would say, you know, 
if you've got what we uh, we use the very technical term around here for this, if you've got stinking thinking, mm-hmm. um, if you have that going on on a consistent basis, then you really, frankly, need to ask yourself why. You know, maybe you're in a career that you were not made to be in. Maybe your purpose is elsewhere. And so begin to look at that and figure out what does really fuel you. What is your purpose? Because if you can find that, then, and this is a great example for Gen Wealth right now, you know, through the midst of being of having to move everything out of our office that we've been in for for 17 years and counting and my daughter has never seen us in another location besides that one we've moved out and we're just continuing to roll because the people who are here are passionate about what we're doing now we're we're you know we got a lot of people in a small space right now and we get to see our team members a whole lot more than we ever have before but we're just rolling with it because we're passionate about what we do so find your passion find your purpose and it will make moving forward easier Scott, i think uh, uh, you know to, to janet's point uh, people's retirement doesn't care whether we had a leak at our That's office right. or not you know their their financial situation doesn't matter uh as far as uh, the leak is concerned and the damage that was done and the fact that we're out of the office none of that really is connected to people's financial future we have that purpose and that's what pushes us forward to do whatever it takes to get to the position where we can continue to serve you and so that's that's essentially what we've been going through here and the parallel in your finances are really you're your future is not necessarily connected to your present. Where you are right now is not necessarily where you're going to be, only if you allow it. And only if you say, ah, that's a bunch of hot air. Ah, no, I don't think a financial advisor can help me. Ah, those financial advisors, they're all the same. You're not going to get that here at GenWealth. You're going to get a lot of vision about where you could be financially. You're going to get a lot of, of help in terms of, of changing the habits and changing the things that you've been doing to get there. And if you're near retirement, all of that is called the ready to retire process here at GenWealth. And going through that ready to retire process, I think is very motivational. We're, co- we're often saying uh, your retirement should be more than just investments. And I'm going to be very bold here to say this part of our process, that ready to retire process. A lot of times people don't even specifically know what their goals are when they come in here. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I think we talk a lot about you bring your goals in and we're going to build a plan. You, you don't have to do that. If you don't have your goals, we can help you find that. That's I, right. I think that's yeah. part of the process, too. You may know that you've saved a lot of money in your life, or, or maybe you haven't. You've got what you've got, and, and you want to build towards retirement, but you don't know what that looks like. I think it's important to point out that coming in can help. We'll ask you some questions that will get you thinking, and then you will be able to find those specific goals. I think a transition that is happening with people as they approach retirement they begin to to move from you know uh, fair weather so to speak and, and you know they've had a, a system in their life where they go to work and you know they've got their routine and they've got the income coming in and all that and they look up and they go wow the future looks pretty foggy the future looks very uncertain i don't know what i'm doing i can't put one foot in front of the other in terms of stepping into that future because i really can't see it 
Vision is what is necessary to get there. And as we go through three things, we've got a process here for people that are building toward retirement called Money Guide. And that Money Guide will basically create that path for you and help you to clearly see what the road is ahead. And I think that is really for you to be able to confidently take that next step into retirement, that first step into retirement, you got to be able to see a little bit and you've got to be able to, to judge, okay, am I going to step on firm ground or am I going to step off a cliff? And here at Gen Wealth, we want to lay that firm ground in front of you so you have that very clear path. I think there is some value too in saying that what we do every day, it, it can be uh, boiled down to been there, done that. And in terms of we have clients in retirement right. with an income plan that we are managing and meeting with on a consistent basis. So we, we've seen a lot of what is coming down the road for the people who aren't there yet. Scott, there is a statistic I want to point out. 42% of people are more likely, I'm sorry, let me say this again. You are 42% more likely to achieve your goal if you have it on paper. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, I've got a plan. It's right up here. I know kind of what I'm doing. But if you don't have it on paper, that plan can get knocked in the head by something like COVID or a blow up in the stock market or a big downturn in the uh, real estate market. You know, anything can happen. You've got to have a plan that works regardless of what's happening. Frankly, if it's if it's not written down, it's not a goal. It's a thought, but Mm -hmm. it's not a goal. Um, that's that's something I, I work with. You know, we work with our team members about having your list of things that you need to accomplish each day. Have those written down so that you can stay focused. And you know, that's a short time period. It's an eight-hour workday. But when you think about how long your retirement is, the same concept is very true. That you've got to think about what do I want to accomplish? What do I want to do? What's important to me? And have those things written down. And then, more importantly, frankly, the path to get there. Have that plan in writing. So so that those uh, those goals become a reality for you. Scott, never mind, John. <laughs> uh, it, it was Good try. A, I know it was a great thought. It was a great thought, and I'm going <laughs> to slip it in really quickly. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, can this be your final thought then? Can it, you just it, go it, first? It can be. Okay. I, I, think, I think one of the final thoughts that I would make is that you know, we've talked a lot about uh, changing habits and building habits. Make learning a habit. We've got a big workshop coming up on on IRAs, and 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 really, IRA accounts are central to your future success in retirement. You've got to have one. You got to understand that. That's coming up on March 9th at six thirty. Go to getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events and register. Very limited space on that, and we are about three quarters full. So go ahead today and make your reservation for that event. So a few things on how to break unhealthy spending habits. Here we go. Have an accountability partner. If you're married, it would be great if that is your spouse. And that way you guys are both on the same page and can hold each other accountable. If you're not married, find a friend who will help you and you don't mind being transparent with them. Another thought is to cut as many triggers as possible. Find out what your triggers are, what makes you spend more money than maybe you should be spending, and change those habits. Um, Overcoming negative self-talk and being focused on the future, that's going to make a big difference for you. My last 
final thought is actually two thoughts. One, if you don't underestimate the value of having a financial plan. And taking the first step in building one is, is as simple as making a phone call to us, 501-653-7355, or just send us an email, info at getreadyforthefuture.com. And don't forget to enter our giveaway we talked about, Jen Wells, Your Retirement Should Be More, and Ben Newman's Own Your Success, a free copy of each of those books by sending the text, the word giveaway, all one word, giveaway, to 501-381-5228. That's 501-381-5228. Text the word giveaway and tune in next Wednesday at 1130. We'll tell you who won. That's it for us. Thanks for listening and watching. Thank you for listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you enjoy hearing from the Gen Wealth team every week, make sure and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to help us get the word out on building toward financial independence, leave us a rating and review. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 501-653-7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.